0: It's a tricky thing when you're doing a podcast, whether you're going to do the entire recording all at once, which I feel like if you're incredibly engaging, that might be really good. But if you're not, maybe it's better to break it up every once in a while.
1: Yeah, I, I've never claimed to be engaging, so I, <laughs> I don't know.
2: That's how you want to start every podcast, but like, hey, I don't think this is going to work at all. This, this isn't
1: very interesting. We we did an episode recently on Left Pod. Uh, we had a journalist on to talk about the yellow vest movement. She's, you know, she's from France, keeps up with French politics. Oh. She was great and uh, I think at some point in the middle of the show I had self-deprecated myself into like an endless void <laughs> and she's so knowledgeable and so sweet. I was just like, "Ah, oh, well, but, uh, oh, oh, you
2: know, you know better. Totally up on French politics." Yeah, I was just... Not a
0: bad instinct when it comes to like White, street dudes on podcasts and just like listen to
2: the guests. Yeah, no, <laughs>
1: especially when it's uh, clear that they know like a thousand times more than you on the subject.
2: Yeah, I saw France had to spend like millions of dollars recently to like prepare for Brexit because they were like, it's happening.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, it's nice when it's like not my country. <laughs> You know what I mean? What goes around comes around. Oh, yeah, I'm sure our day is coming up, but uh, it's when it's across the Atlantic Ocean, I'm like, this is this is like funnier.
0: It is pretty amazing to watch the original Empire, right? Going like, we would like to opt out of
1: Empire <laughs> now.
2: Uh, no, thank you. Well, they didn't get to be in charge of it, so they were like, no deal, this isn't going to work for us.
1: Yeah, so it turns out the logical conclusion of everything we've been doing for the past 500 years uh, sucks. It's not working. So if you guys (laughs) would kind of let us off the hook real quick.
2: Except instead they were just like, hey, let's not do that anymore. And they were like, that seems like a big problem for you. And they're like, don't worry about it. (laughs) Oh, shit. It's so clear
1: to me that the Tories thought this shit wouldn't win. And then when it did, they are just like, oh, dude, no. Oh. They just
2: interviewed David Cameron, and they were like, do you regret it? And he was like, oh, of course not. It was the right thing to do. And it's like, dude, you're an idiot. Like, you resigned the next day. Like, of course you regret it. Why would you resign if you did That doesn't even yeah. make sense. No, Nobody thought that the
0: the referendum was going to go the way that it went. And, like, half of the people who voted in the referendum are looking at it going like, I only voted that way because I didn't think it would actually win.
2: (laughs) Right. People were like, I just wanted to say, like, you guys suck at this. And, like, message received. For sure. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I like that excuse because it just makes me think that the entirety of like Northampton or wherever they've decided, like, we're just going to all irony vote. We're going to just see where this uh, whole gag goes. Like, it's just a...
0: where
2: irony brodom gets you.
1: Yeah, they like forumed their way into like leaving the EU.
2: Yeah. Do you guys think it'll happen though? I kind of think they'll find a way to like delay it and then just they'll just on paper like say like what if we just did the same thing but we just said we left but then everything else was the same and they're like okay that's that's fine if that's what you want to do
1: the thing is i don't know if that's acceptable to the eu they're like oh you know like oh your pride means that you get to be the special baby you're the special fancy that lad that's true they, they totally you know, uh, flipped their leverage yeah. uh, on top
2: of themselves uh and now they just gave it all away because they have no idea what they're doing so they're like now we can bargain with strength and it's like no
1: you can't the, the eu is like a terrifying austerity regime breaking with an austerity regime means that you're like not gonna do that anymore, but no one has that intention. Like, it totally plays into the interest of the Tories and a huge chunk of the Labour Party. Almost every major political party in the UK benefits from the EU and their rhetoric because it's the type of politics that they like. I mean, you know, you look at like what the EU has done to places like Greece or, uh, in some respects, Spain, but I don't know if that's as, quite as up to date, but I mean, you look at those countries and they've been brutalized by the EU you know and anyone who dares to say no it's like well i guess we gotta set the country on fire question mark (laughs) like i don't know what we're supposed to tell you i don't know how else we're supposed to communicate that we don't want to retire at the age 125
2: right well and again it would make sense if they were going to be like Hey, we're gonna leave, and it's because we have like a better idea of like how we're gonna do it ourselves, and you know it's gonna be we're gonna be better off. But like they didn't even have any way to say that because everyone knew it was bullshit.
1: Because the logical conclusion of leaving an austerity regime like that and breaking off is like either like a, like a municipal socialism or a municipal fascism uh, to rebuild something else. But it's like if you're just breaking off to do the same thing and you're still reliant on this uh, continental economy, like you're not doing anything.
2: They just like, need to go like full North Korea and just be like, well, we're just going to shut down, close everything, and you know, we're all just going to go to stadiums and do placards. You know, that we, we like to do that.
0: The Union Jack from this point is going to be, uh, instead of red and blue, it's going to be
2: red and brown. Oh yeah. This is like some full uh, V for Vendetta preamble. We're getting there, man. It's happening.
0: Welcome back to the Liquid Flannel Podcast from Arlington, Texas. I am Matthew Hodges, joined by my ever-present co-host, Brendan Williams, in Omaha, Nebraska. Brendan, hello.
2: Hi, you've caught me shaving (laughs) to show how woke I am. Beards are not woke anymore, bro.
0: (laughs) Well, yeah, is your masculinity feeling particularly under attack right now we need to bring on another incredibly manly man he's a member of the uh the the left coast podcast collective is it is that right did
1: I get that right Uh, it's absolutely right it's perfect
0: boom left coast media coming at us from the state of missouri mac
1: hi mac hello uh liquid flannel Matt, Brendan, how are you doing? Hello. What are your people called? Do you guys got names for your people?
2: Oh, it's time for you to name it right now. The
1: flannel gang?
2: <laughs> flannel. The flannelers. <laughs> uh, I don't know.
1: I was trying to think of like a gangs of New York type name for it. These all sound like uh, gangs
0: out of the outsiders or something. It's like the flannelers and the leather people or whatever. Yeah,
1: I was going to go flannel boys, but I didn't want to like gender it because I feel like that's unfair. Yeah, I think the
0: (laughs) Proud Boys kind of ruined the boys uh, boys also. God
2: bless those Proud Boys. The boys are back in town. What Um, if Disney puts the Proud Boys song back in the new live action Aladdin starring Will Smith? Wait, what's the Proud Boys song? So the Proud Boys, we've talked about this. The name The Proud Boys comes from a song that was cut from Aladdin where Aladdin's mom... Sings about how she's, like, disappointed in him. Oh, God. (laughs) Um, And she's like, I always wanted someday to be proud of you, but, like, didn't quite get there. I thought Aladdin was, like, an orphan. Well, I mean, again, they cut this part, so. But I guess, so, uh, for some reason, that became, like, a meme on his podcast because they were, like, oh, it's, like, so pathetic. And so, when they started their racist manly group of how to be a real man, they named it after, like, this... Weird, like, Disney song that they, I guess they thought was, like, anti-masculine or, like, man-shaming or something.
0: Literally their mom telling them, like, I'm actually really proud of you, my boy, or whatever.
1: (sighs) That's the worst. I did not realize that that was the origin of that name.
0: Well, we've talked about them on the show before, but I think the only only boys or men's gang I'm ever going to be interested in is the Newsies. Um, who were, you know explicitly like leftist, uh, like workers unionists. Uh, they, they did uh, a really good yeah. job.
1: Racetrack Higgins is my hero.
0: <laughs> I
2: was always partial crutchy.
1: Well, And
0: of course, the reason that we're talking about men's issues at all is because of this uh, this ad that ran this uh, the Gillette ad, I, some people watched it and thought like, oh, this is a nice inspirational message for fathers and men and boys. And like half of the Internet watched it and their entire dick fell off.
2: I saw the controversy and I was like, man, I don't even want to deal with that stupid shit. So I, I I, skipped it. But I finally watched it and I'm confused as to what was found so objectionable. What, what was, what was the, the dispute? Yeah. What are they mad about?
1: I, I didn't get either and then I realized it was someone was literally daring to make a suggestion on behavior like that seems to be the only the only thing you could possibly object to in that is that someone's like hey man maybe you should apologize every once in a while and they're like, screw that dude I'm gonna I'm gonna set my own truck on fire <laughs> like they're gonna like uh, people are I, yeah I don't know I watched it and it was pretty helpful nice can nice. can they yeah, milk it, a tea?
0: T- I mean, it, it it doesn't say anything that's terribly offensive or like really out there politically. It's just like don't catcall, like don't be the guy who like pats a woman on the shoulder during a business meeting and is like, I think what Cynthia
1: actually meant was don't disappoint Terry Crews <laughs> right. to be the biggest message, which is like, why would, yeah, everyone's on board with that. A strong don't message. It's yeah. easy messaging for I me. I can't
2: believe you guys are, are man shaming me. Like, it's just my right as a, as a man to just act however I want. And like, you just got to deal with it. Like, come on.
0: I know that, Brendan, your masculinity is incredibly fragile. That when you see a thing that suggests that maybe men shouldn't, be sexual harassers you go like
2: mm, i'm I'm not sure how dare you say that men shouldn't sexually (laughs) harass people don't you know i'm a man my father was a man and i'll not have you (laughs) speak speak ill of him sir my my father was a
1: man sir and you sir are no
2: man as the son of a father (laughs) i'm offended
1: i feel like it's just part of like the facebook reactionary core now where it's like anything that happens that's yeah, even remotely like don't be a piece of shit to people that uh you see in the news like it's all <laughs> it's all just it, it's it's like all playing off of things that are like in the news and drive like facebook dads insane this gillette ad is going to be like the new uh, football man kneeling thing Like it's gonna. I don't know if it'll like stay that long because it's just one commercial. But it's like to me, it just reminds me of that. Like it's just their new thing to be mad at.
0: There's this really weird meta thing going on where this ad is targeting all of the wrong people. Uh, Like everybody who agrees with it is going like, oh, okay. Like this razor company is gonna make an ad that is you know like friendly to the things I already believe. The people to whom it's targeted uh, it apparently took to YouTube, took to Reddit, took to Twitter to say, like, how dare you, how dare you ever imply that me, like, letting my son beat the shit out of another kid, like, is in any way problematic.
1: A thousand YouTube videos challenging, a, a, like, a Gillette Mach 3 to a debate happened immediately after the first time that aired
2: right just i i need to i need to dig into this because like i just am having such a short like if this was like debate club and they were like all right here's the ad you got to be pro you got to be con i'd be like how what what is there to be against here like i don't even understand (laughs) like if you see someone being a dick isn't it you know cool to say like hey don't be a dick like what like what is objectionable there like I, I it's unfathomable to me well do it Brendan I mean uh, imagine that you are
0: a member of uh, like high school debate club or you're on a, like the men's rights subreddit or something and you have to figure out exactly like the best attack against this ad right uh, and you don't get to do the leftist one because I think uh, Mac and I are going to do that later what would be your strongest argument against this ad?
2: The tack would have to be an an implication that that all men do this and hashtag not all men, you guys. So, you know, I guess that is really the thing. To me, the angle that I would take is just like, hey, this is just a company like trying to like, get get you riled up so you tweet about him uh and you get get that trending tweet out there <laughs> right. uh, so I mean that's really the strongest argument against it, but
0: I think you're right and the in the fucking ad, it actually kind of goes out of its way to say like this isn't every man like you can be <laughs> right? the better you know the best a man can be is like. You call out your friend when he's being a shithead.
1: I noticed that halfway through it. Like, it very specifically was not all men. Hashtag not all men was, like, the core message of this. In that way, I think it was actually really deftly crafted. It's very good messaging for what they were trying to do, because they were like, uh, we're going to get, like, the kind of neutrals. We're going to get the people who already agree. And then all the mad people, uh, the people who are just uh, uh, chronically pissed, <laughs> are going to be chronically pissed about this.
0: They're, they're going to promote us across Twitter way more than we could actually do by on our own.
1: Possibly the best way you could do it. There's really, it's like the most elegant marketing I've ever
2: seen. <laughs> no, it, it was perfectly threading the line of like, it was like a wink and a nod where they were like, you know what we're doing here. Like, you know what we're talking about the president's an asshole and like we're saying like don't don't be like that please but yeah i can't wait i hope this leads to their next ad being like gillette it's the best razor for scalping nazis what do you think <laughs> do you think that's where the, they're going
0: no i i don't and that speaks to uh the thing that i thought mac would have something to say about which is the the insidious nature this is a corporation they're not they're not driving social change. They're hopping on the coattails of social change that's already going on and making some kind of like mini max determination that like this is going to be profitable for us. Uh, e- even with uh, possibly incorporating the YouTube backlash, they're not actually trying to change anything. They're just trying to make money. It's a corporation.
1: It's very elegantly crafted simulation. And it's part of like a really interesting like marketing phenomenon that I've noticed where it's like um the implicit acknowledgement of that video is like you actually can't do shit about the real problem. you can just tell Terry that he sucks like, <laughs> right you can just you can just tell your homie Mark to stop it. like you can't do anything about the real problem, but we can uh, drag you along this line like it's really interesting to watch sort of these uh, corporate entities. Provide social non-solutions with sort of the implicit message that the solution remains outside of the bubble.
0: Yeah, it would be the same thing as like greenwashing, right? Where like uh, Starbucks decides that they're going to start using biodegradable cups or something, but
2: paper straws.
0: They all of their other corporate practices are encouraging environmental degradation, but they get to uh, they get to cash in. On we adopted paper straws or whatever.
2: (laughs) They're like, we only whip our coffee plantation slaves with organic leather whips. (laughs) yeah like didn't if I remember <laughs> right.
1: correctly, I think it was like ten years ago they actually like helped tank the Ethiopian agriculture, the coffee production there because they forced the government to negotiate at their prices,
2: oh, yeah, that makes a lot of God. sense
1: they they had like enough corporate power that they were like, actually Ethiopia, you sell coffee at this price. I remember reading so many stories where they actually like talked to Ethiopian farmers being like, oh, I don't know what we're I don't know what we're gonna do, man, but we just gotta keep making coffee, I guess uh. Because this is the world now.
2: In the Gillette ad, was every man doing a douchebag thing unkempt and bearded and every stand-up man was well-shaven? Like, yeah,
0: pre- pretty much everybody who was a douchebag had uh, a beard. You see, yeah.
2: this is as a bearded man who doesn't want to give <laughs> the freaking Unilever Corporation or whatever freaking global conglomerate owns Gillette. $40 a month for freaking razors or whatever like what the hell is up with razor prices they're like fucking printer cartridges they're so expensive and now they're just going to be out there with this like anti-beard propaganda it's sickening
0: it's, yeah no it's,
2: that's, that's an amazing point and I, I don't think anybody's made that
0: but you're <laughs> right brendan everybody who is cast as a bad guy has facial hair
1: I'm I'm watching it again. There's a lot of clean shaven bad guys. And there's also a lot of five o'clock shadows. There's some real menacing five
2: o'clock shadow work. Oh, That's for the new uh, Gillette trimmer or whatever. It's uh, <laughs> it's even more expensive. Uh, it's just so you can get that perfect smoldering length. I think we
0: unlocked the thing. Let's take a little break. There. We'll we'll come back.
2: You're looking sharp. You're looking good. You've come so far. Know how to make The most of who you are Father to son
1: It's what we've always done To
2: let the best of men get On so many faces It's plain
0: to see We give you all
2: we have to give
1: You're the champion. Gillette, the, Gillette best the best Yeah, so are
2: you, You're not in like this. Are you in the St. Louis area? Or I, I assume there's just only one city in Missouri yeah.
1: <laughs> No, I'm in the Kansas City area oh, I'm are- on the other side I'm in the uh, uh, I don't know. I think they're equally shitty. Yeah, don't I think they both don't suck Kansans, Kansans kind shoulders. of
0: claim St. Louis, Missouri, or, uh, Kansas City,
1: Missouri, as being part of their city anyway? Uh, they they do, but like KCK is the only one that counts. Huh. KCK is cool as shit. Uh, like, but like that, like people. I don't know. Like you're you're both you're both in this like strip of the country where like people who live forty five minutes away from the city are like. I like, oh, yeah, you know, I don't live in this town that has, like, its own mayor uh, and, like, the streetlights <laughs> are, like, functioned on their own switches. Uh, <laughs> I actually live in the metro. I actually live in the city city. Uh, so, like, you'll get a lot of people who are like, yeah, I'm from Kansas City, but they'll actually live in, like, uh, uh, some, like, uh, uh, tower-defended uh, <laughs> like a bunker in like Johnson County Kansas
0: or they uh, live out in uh like Paola or something like that where yeah yeah
1: you know. yeah yeah, yeah. they' they're they're like I live halfway between Topeka and downtown <laughs> Kansas City uh uh I'm a Kansas city in for life <laughs> uh, <laughs> Lawrence yeah I live I live on uh uh it's I've decided it's 572nd Street. Uh, That's right. Yeah. So yeah, we get a lot of those. I'm sure. I'm sure that's like a Midwestern thing where people don't want to say that they're like because it's like you don't want to explain. You're like you're like actually I'm from a place. uh, It's a different place. Yeah. Al, you know alabaster
2: springs Indiana. We, we do that literally
0: uh, every week where brendan's from omaha but i mean brendan you're not really in omaha right
2: that is true i'm i'm in papillion which is a suburb south of omaha where all the rich white people live
1: <laughs> it's it's like it's totally natural i see why people do it because it's like you don't want to like no one like we're we're all cave people to anyone not from the midwest anyway so sure. like explaining explaining where you're from, other than like one of the cities that people might recognize, is just sort of like, oh, you you live on horseback.
0: Well, <laughs> yeah. you know,
1: I've I've actually you're...
0: been to Brendan's house, and I, I'll say that in terms of sod houses, uh, his is really nice.
2: I saw a fox the other day, <laughs> like a, a fox. That's cool. Yeah, we get like coyotes sometimes. It's it's nuts. Oh, man, I just get possums. Oh it dude just... one time one time I was driving back from Kansas City and I got home at like three in the morning, and the fucking biggest possum I've ever seen was just in the middle of my driveway. and I was just like, I don't even know I don't even know what to do. I just was like, if I get close enough to it, it'll run away and it was just not doing that at all.
1: <laughs> There's a possum that lives on like my back patio area that I share with my neighbors, and it's just like, it just sits there and stares at me while like smoke cigarettes out back. Like I'll just go out for a cigarette, and there'll just be like this uh, shiny-eyed rat demon, like <laughs> sitting on a fence post four feet high, just like staring me down while I'm like uh, trying to like uh, unwind or whatever. And it's like I, I finally just had to make peace with it. That it's like this, that's your fence; it's not mine. Do you think
0: opossums know that they're
1: as ugly as they are?
2: I mean, that's I, why they're nocturnal because so ugly. it's, it's,
1: it's the closest a mammal gets to like arachnid revulsion, I think, where you're just like, it's it so like, alien to the human form.
2: I love wildlife. Like I love, I animals are, are great. Like, but damn possums are like, man, I don't know about that. That's just too, it's too much.
1: Like, I, I'm cool with it, but it's mostly because I'm being held hostage. <laughs>
2: like,
1: so, I'm cool with possums now because I'm afraid of what it'll do to me and people I care about.
0: I feel kind of bad for them, right? Like, it's uh, it's like, you know, as, as a 35-year-old, uh, I, I have to think about them in terms of, uh, like, ugly kids that I bullied when I was in elementary school, right? You know, like I'm sure that they have value now. Um, it's it's sad that you know they they get bullied for being, they look like terrible, they're they're the R O U USs from the Princess Bride.
1: Yeah, I I am terrified now, like uh, of them. So I, it, you can do whatever you want, honestly. <laughs> like just spare me and my family.
2: <laughs> do you guys do you guys know the story of of President Taft and the Billy Possum? I, no, I I absolutely
0: do, but you should fill in the 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 listeners.
2: Get ready. So back in in 1908, uh, Taft won the presidency, and he beat Omaha native William Jennings Bryan to become president. That's how crazy this election was, <laughs> right? He was deeply unpopular, though, and he wanted to have. Like a a reinvigorate his campaign with a stuffed animal craze like like Teddy teddy Roosevelt head with the teddy bear, which was very, very adorable to him. So the Teddy Roosevelt story is like he was out hunting and he was like, oh, I can't shoot this bear because it's just like so adorable. So instead, I'm going to like, give it a hug. Yay, me. I'm the president. <laughs> and, um, and then they ended up
0: shooting it anyway, I think is the end of that story.
2: <laughs> right. And then they like tied it to a tree and murdered it. <laughs> and they were like, hey, it was uh, for the best. Um, so, yeah. So here's the story they go with. So in 1909, he was at uh, being honored at a banquet at Atlanta. And so he was like, this is my moment to make, you know, to, to just set the stage for my next campaign reinvigorate the public's love for me I'm gonna eat a fucking possum uh, so he ordered an 18 pound whole cooked possum with, pot- with potatoes stuffed in it uh, and he was like I'm gonna eat this possum and everyone's gonna be like that was so amazing <laughs> I love you Mr. President and then they were gonna sell like stuffed animal possums as Billy possums to like re-elect Taft Wait with like and, uh, uh, like it did like not go well.
0: potatoes inside of it.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah. You just hollow out that possum. You just throw in some like quartered <laughs> potatoes and like two sticks of butter. You're golden, man. It's it's amazing that
1: just a cursory glance in American history tells you that uh, like every single president has been an absolute freak of some kind. <laughs> just a total, a total fucking weirdo. I know how I'll impress them all. They'll respect me once they see me eat twenty pounds of
2: food. <laughs> yeah, I'm we need to convince Trump that this is the only way to win back the respect of his base. Once he caves on the wall, is to just eat an entire pot. Okay, but he did that shit already, right? I mean, just this past with, with, week, what with Big Mac,
0: we had uh, Donald Trump hosting this uh, what like basketball team, and what he it provided is- for them. Did we talk about this on the show already? No, it's It's unbelievable. No, but it's so perfect. Uh,
2: it's. Yeah.
1: I I know exactly you're talking about the, the fast food banquet.
2: It is. He totally billy possumed himself. But, like, I think he yeah. pulled it off because everybody was like, oh, Trump, you adorable scamp. You and your I... love of Big Macs. <laughs> the, you did the... it again.
1: The silver tongs on the Domino's pizzas like had me <laughs> rolling. Oh, so the good! The candelabra like,
2: was a, a, a solid. Incredible. Uh,
1: for like, I I couldn't breathe after a little bit because I just kept looking at that picture. I thought I was gonna die just thinking about like someone trying to like because it's like the tongs are out, so you got to use them. <laughs> so like someone's someone's gonna silver tong a slice of shitty ass Domino's take and bake.
0: You've got all of left Twitter. Talking about our giant soda boy, and that's that's a funny nickname, but I don't think that that's a nickname that his fans would be averse to actually adopting.
2: No, <laughs> President no. Big Gulp Trump, right. They call him. Well, I mean, and that's
1: that's the thing about all of this. Like, I like it was so the spectacle of it was so bizarre and so weird. And I mean, that Taft story is perfect because it's like, this is the type of person that actually becomes president. Like, he's not an anomaly. Obama was an anomaly. Everyone else has been this way. This is the entire history of our country is, uh, is like uh, Big Mac banquets, uh, eating 20 pounds of possum. I don't know. I assume there's been, like, some sort of foot-licking contest under Andrew Jackson. I can't verify that, but it sounds right. Even
0: the fucking West Wing fans love the idea of the, uh, like, big block of cheese day, where I I don't remember which president it was, like, put a giant block of cheese in the foyer of the White House so that people could come in and, like, have a nice cheese sandwich uh, and then listen to their thing. Like... We, we're a fast food
1: nation uh that's that's how like willy wonka would act if he was president like all of them all of them are willy wonka and like with all of the terror parts of willy wonka too like it's the whole character
2: it's like that that news story that was like uh when Trump showed up to his meeting with the Democrats, he was like, "Hey, does anybody want a Werther's original?" And people were like, "What is this?" And he was like, "It's called a power move." Well, e- even once that, they accept the candy, you e- have power over them. Even that
0: thing is a thing that the libs have all bought into, right? Because apparently, every time Michelle Obama and George W. Bush get together, he gives him, yeah, he he gives her like a piece of candy out of his purse or whatever. Like I, he's he's giving her like uh, like. Uh, like were there's originals, sure, um, uh, like black licorice jelly beans and stuff.
2: That's the, that's the level of like uh, deal making that Trump engages in. Is that he saw that George Bush was popular for giving out a candy and the Democrats <laughs> loved it, and he was like, "That's it, I so, I just cracked the case. The wall's mine, baby. Slip a Werther's original there. They can't.
1: What's, they can't." What the problem
0: is he may not be wrong.
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean, let's let's not. You can't lose sight of the wall thing that they already came with a deal to the table. Like, first thing. First thing the Democrats did was like, okay, like, not that much money, but here's a bunch anyway. You can build, like, a quarter of a wall easy. You can build it, like, a a quarter shorter all the way across or just, like, one quarter of it over to one side. Well, and
0: that's to say nothing of what they did back in, uh, I think it was, like, 2013 – where they basically approved the 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 Democrats in Congress basically approved something like twenty billion dollars for a physical barrier somewhere along the uh, along the Mexico U.S. border, and now all of these uh, these shitheel Republican shills are going like. Well, the Democrats approved this thing in the past. Like, why can't they get it get on board for five billion dollars for a wall? And it's hard to argue against that point. It's like, no, they they actually the Democrats have actually been worse in the past than they're <laughs> being right now.
2: They've they've
1: been worse on multiple occasions within my lifetime than they are uh, than they're being asked to be right on now. any number and, of issues yeah and, and and the thing is it's because there won't like it's the only stance to take is a moral stance and uh and they're trying to take every other stance that is not a moral stance and it's like impo- it's it's an impossible footing to stand on you know like they're, they're it, the 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 answer is like, no, you can't have uh, your uh, your racist toys. That's the answer. You can't have your racist toys. And they're like, uh, they're like, well, listen, let's take a couple wheels off of the racist toy. We don't want it to go as fast. It's dangerous. You're playing with it in the house. You know, like uh, it's 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 absurd behavior, and it's like it's really weird that like that's like the cultural norm. And once you step outside of it, it feels like you're going insane. <laughs> like, I have been feel like I've been going insane for like, uh, since this whole thing started.
2: Well, and it's because the, the reason that Democrats agree to all that stuff is because there was an agreement with the Republicans where they would go and they would say like, hey, we need amnesty and stuff. And the Republicans would say like, well, hey, there's no chance that we're going to do that until we secure the border. Right. So like, let's secure the border and then we'll talk. And it's like. Okay, so like we did that and they're like well not enough. Like we need to do it like more. Like that was just a fence. Like now we need concrete walls. And it's like okay, like when like when you know if we saw Mexico in half like in a wily e. coyote cartoon and then it just like you know floats away, <laughs> like is that going to be enough or like oh but there's still boats. Like what like what at what point is the border secure enough? And the answer to Republicans is never. Like it, it's a, it's a sham because it's never going to be perfectly secure or whatever. So they can just continue the charade until they're like, well, we need space lasers to shoot anyone who crosses. And if we don't have space lasers, what do we have? We have nothing. Right. Well, it's because
0: it's the the Republicans in office do not actually care about border security. That is just that's just the thing that they get to say to rally up their voters. Uh, and, and you're 100 percent right, Brandon, that it doesn't matter if if we built the wall at some point you would have people advocating for well we need to broaden the wall we need to make it like the great wall of china where we have two like, walls yeah, two, two walls two, two walls That's the and only people way can that it patrol up and down the entire length of it um and be able to like ring a bell like in fucking Mulan when the <laughs> you know like when the mongols attack
2: yeah. Now they're going to be like, we need fireplace towers every fifty feet on the wall so that they can (laughs) light. We need towers. Yeah,
0: we need towers that go across the entire country so that you can light a tower and then like somebody else who gets paid, uh, potentially not when the government is on furlough, uh, but theoretically there would be a guy there to light the next tower, just like uh, fucking like return of the king or something you know like the 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 light gets all the way to to washington dc and now we're going to declare a state of emergency which apparently we can do at any point anyway
2: right and then the message finally gets there and the guy's like oh hey i heard like you had uh openings for like uh housekeepers at Trump Hotels? Like, is that, are you, <laughs> right. is that position still? Oh, it is still
1: available? Okay, yeah, no, that's cool. I just knew this got your attention. Uh, so, I mean, sorry. I know this is a little forward, but I've kind of... Give me a second. I practiced my elevator pitch for this. Uh, so, I, uh, I hear you guys got some uh, real good hours over there, right? Yeah, no, uh, yeah, 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 no
0: there's some really good hours good. over here. It turns out that uh, a lot of people are super out of work, and there are a lot of companies that are, are looking for... Um, for for employees, what do you got for us?
1: So, uh, so, Mr. President, uh, thank you for seeing me. Uh, I uh, my pitch is essentially uh, I I've I've invented this watch. You see, but it's not a watch. Uh, it's actually sort of like your cell phone, uh, but it's smaller and it sits on your wrist, which you might think is inconvenient because it could get damaged or knock off in your pocket, or uh, if you if your wrist gets too hot, it'll turn on and. Everyone will see all the, uh, the top ten greatest naruto fights you were watching uh, on YouTube. But I, just, what do you think? I, mean, I know you're an investor. Uh, I just wanted to get your intention. Uh, I love I love your show, The Apprentice. Uh, I so just let me tell you what you think about this watch. Uh, um, I call it the Apple Seed thank
0: you yeah no i i i like the i like the idea uh what i would like to know is uh i mean is there any way for you to protect yourself from stealing this idea um and reappropriating it for my like white nationalist uh
1: matt i don't know how much further i can go (laughs) i have to I it <laughs> we've taken it. I don't know if I can do the white nationalist Apple Watch. We've taken it as far
2: as we can go. Uh,
1: yeah, like I don't know. I don't know how. I don't know if I could do like the the uh, Vici iPad.
2: <laughs> you know, I don't know how far. It's I called I could the do that. iPad Pro. <laughs> well,
0: in that case, let's take a little break. Um, yeah, we'll we'll come back. We'll we'll bring it out on a. I don't know. Is there a high note this week, you guys? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I hope so. I hope so I'm, I'm sure we can find a high note all right we'll be back the time has come the fight is on we've picked the man to run for president Ohio sent her noble worthy son the man we need the man to lead our strong and
1: mighty craft through storm at sea to victory it's William Howard Taft ah Get on a raft with Taft, boys, get on the winning boat. The man worthwhile with a friendly
0: smile will get the honest boat. He'll save the country, sure, boys, from Brian, Hurst and Kraft. So all join in, we're sure to win. Get on a raft with Taft. Well, it wouldn't be a liquid flannel episode without us giving you your update on what's going on on The Bachelor. Uh, I think that I, it was a surprise. It was a surprise to everyone that the finale of The Bachelor is going to, to take place at uh, FireFest uh, 2019. Uh, but I'm I hope that's real. Yeah, no, I'm I'm really excited about it, actually. There's, like, uh,
2: a documentary about Firefest and I kind of want to watch it. Apparently there too- are
0: two documentaries. About- <laughs> no, it, it, it was like, uh, I, I heard it on the radio tonight that uh, uh, Netflix was developing this whole uh Fest documentary, and then Hulu scooped them. So, like, the Hulu one is out now, but the uh, Netflix one comes out in a couple of days or whatever.
2: God that's oh my god. Did they set up Firefest to f- just film it? It was like a prank. It was like a reality show. It was show a reality
0: prank? show. Yeah, totally. No, in fact, that's what Firefest should be. I mean, if you really wanted to make money off of it, it should just be how many people can we sucker into oh, that's beautiful. Living living on a like parched beach on like bologna sandwiches for 5 days. <laughs>
2: I yeah. was promised Ja Rule. <laughs> Where is Ja?
1: Drop off a bunch of like jet set 20 somethings into like French Guiana and ride on the beach and see how long they can survive. Yeah,
0: right. Every once in a while you could drop off like a like a helicopter comes in and just drops off a bunch of weapons. Uh, it, it would essentially just be the Hunger Games at that point.
1: Just like at turntables. Some speakers get airdrop in.
2: <laughs> Matt, I need to month. I need to send you Far Cry Three. It's, <laughs> oh, it's <yeah>. time. Okay.
1: <laughs> yeah, they can. They all get to battle for who gets to be like the head DJ. <laughs> it's like Lord of the Flies, but just like for an EDM festival.
2: That would be a much better. Like if it was intentionally a prank, that like, that would have been actually way cooler. But yeah, said it was just regular old ineptitude.
0: Hey, as as long as a bunch of really rich kids die, I am okay, one way or the other.
1: It's uh, I that was one of my favorite days online in the past several years was Fire Festival Day. That was a really good one. Oh, so good! was pretty funny.
0: Yeah, it's uh, it's Schadenfreude uh, taken to uh, a real extreme.
2: So my high note this week um, is. Is getting to tell you that Disney has announced a new live-action remake of a classic animated film. Okay, wh- what's what that? is that film? All right,
0: okay, all right, Mac, are you a are you a Disney fan?
1: I, uh, I I'm not I'm not keeping up with these days. You've got uh, kids
0: though, right? I mean you, you you have to you have to know something about Disney.
1: My, my kid likes like nature documentaries for like whales. <laughs> oh, and Disney legs. has tons of those. penguins. Okay, uh, they okay. got Disney's
2: uh, bears. Disney's all monkeys right. So are, so yeah, live action Disney.
0: They've already done Beauty and the Beast. The uh, incredibly insulting Aladdin one. Um, Lion King is coming out. Man, uh, is it going to be? Is it going to be Robin Hood full of a bunch of furries?
2: that's what I said. I except I said they shouldn't CG it. They should just do full on like Disney fursuits. Because right. you know they oh, have the technology. Absolutely. Oh, okay. Uh, is it Dumbo? Well well, that's already like coming yeah, out. That's like, this, is, okay. They just announced that's, like it's the already next on one. Its way.
1: Yeah. Okay. Are they gonna do yeah. the crows? Oh man. Unclear yeah, uh, it is
2: Tim Burton. Oh
1: man, Tim Burton might do the crows. <laughs>
2: I don't know about that. I think even <laughs> Disney's like, well, we don't wanna but yeah, they'll probably be some crows. They'll just be some Tim Burtony crows where they're just creepy or whatever. Yeah,
0: I don't know. And and they've already made the uh like the live-action maleficent remake, so I assume it's not Sleeping Beauty. Um Snow White is eh, kind of boring. Is it Snow White?
2: Hunchback, baby. No way! Live action. Hunchback, just in time for the reemergence of a Catholic Church sex scandal. <laughs> it's the capital, time to capitalize. Get those butts in the seats. Yikes! Yeah, I don't know I, how they're going to pull this off. I what a you were ridiculous gonna say, like, idea!
1: Just, just in time for the hunchbacks to make a big comeback.
2: <laughs> everyone, Trump's getting a little slouchier every day. They're about to be very popular. Yeah. <laughs> Well, there's that uh, new NFL the team, out there see the Hunchbacks, you just who
0: you know they they've been they've been kind of killing it in the in the AFL. So,
2: God help them. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I who what's your uh, what's your casting? Oh, uh, man, who I mean, can, who can hunchback it? I I don't know. If,
0: <laughs> I I don't know if I would feel comfortable casting anybody in the role of Quasimodo.
2: You know, Gerard Butler did Phantom. He's pretty old, sure. but, you know, they got that CG technology, so who cares how old you are anymore? Well, and you do have... Sam Jackson's like 35 again.
0: Who was the the guy who uh, performed in uh, The Elephant Man on stage, but... Oh, like Malkovich? Yeah, yeah.
2: (laughs) That'd be amazing. Yeah, John Malkovich actually might be a a pretty good Quasimodo.
1: he'd
2: He'd be a great priest, evil priest guy for sure. Oh, oh, yeah, great. yeah, I mean, he
1: he would kill it as the evil priest. I, there's, I don't, John Malkovich has a lot of gifts as an actor, but getting sympathy is not one of them. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. He's
2: going to cast, like, Zac Efron as Hunchback or something. It's going to be fucking amazing. I, with, yeah, with I, or
0: without makeup, I think is the big question.
1: Like, I don't know. I always want to, like, extrapolate something from the outer culture for these type of choices because, like, Disney is so huge, but I just... I forgot that movie and that story even existed. Like I... And it's like,
2: it's not even like a Disney story. Like, that's like, it's not like a fairy tale story. Like, that's like a, what, like an 18th century French novel? Yeah, or something? no, it's Victor like, Hugo's
0: uh, love letter to the church that is the building of Notre Dame.
2: Right. It's like about architecture. It,
0: it really is. I mean, for like 1800 pages, it's basically about the church and then also incidentally you have all of these other stories that you know the the Hunchback of Notre Dame is an interesting story that you can pull out of that but basically it's just about how great the church is
2: there's going to be a beautiful shot where they're like showing the actual church and then like some magic sparkle dust will like translate it into like their green screen version and then you'll never see it again
0: oh god
2: Yeah. Uh, oh, oh! I just remember that there's like hip gargoyles in that, <laughs> right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Jason Alexander. Jason Alexander. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: There's like hip gargoyles in that movie. The, the. I'm gonna be honest with you. All of the live action Disney movies terrify me. I'm not. Every time I see, uh have had the option to watch one, I've just been like, I've, I've honestly chickened out. Like a like a middle <laughs> schooler who has to go watch a scary movie and can't do it. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm just like, no.
2: Yeah. I mean, to be fair, like, I guess I have to give Disney credit because, like, when I was a kid, what Disney would do is they would just put out the exact same movie again and be like, hey, we didn't used to sell this. And now we do. Right. And it's exactly the same. Give us $30. So now at least they have the decency to, like, make a ridiculous new movie no, no, that they're, looks they're like they're it doing a lot They're of work. doing
0: both at this point because you've yeah. got, like, Moana was the thing that my niece always fell asleep to because it was on Netflix all the time. But now mm. it's not there. Um, so now we have to move on to the next thing that Disney... And, and Disney's gonna uh, apparently have their own streaming service here pretty soon. Um, so... All of the Disney stuff is going to be off of Netflix, and
2: and by, by Disney you mean Disney and Star Wars and Marvel and all content from ABC, ESPN. Yeah, by Disney I meant Disney.
0: <laughs> all of the things yeah. that they own now. Yeah,
1: uh, it's
2: crazy as fuck. Uh, yeah,
1: it's that 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 always kind of like shocks me that it's like it's like oh yeah they own everything, they own everything. So if they start their own streaming service, like if you want to watch any of those things like you got to go there that's it that's the only place now right (laughs) like and whatever they want to charge they can charge
0: well it's the only place if you
2: want to pay for your media oh yeah I guess you're right I uh oh no Disney will shut that shit down they will break the (laughs) internet in half hey Dr. (laughs) Dre and
0: Metallica combined could not make it happen
1: (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if Dr. Dre and Metallica could break Disney no,
0: I, I, do I, dude, like, doc, I do Dr. Like Dre and Metallica <laughs> were not against Disney; they were against fucking Napster.
2: But oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, dude, I, Dr. Dre. Okay, so Dr. Dre got paid. Isn't he the guy, the Beats guy? Yeah. So he got paid a billion dollars by like Apple, who's like a partner with with Disney. Like Steve Jobs was on the board of both. So like it's all it's all connected, man. <laughs> Dr. Dre's in on it.
1: I, I am. I am always thirty seconds away from being convinced of a, of an Illuminati. Like I am at this point in my life, if someone was like, if someone was like, oh yeah, uh, uh, the reason the world the way it is is because like Steve Jobs sacrificed a goat at Stonehenge, and like that's it, like that's why the world is this way. I'd be like, fine, you're right.
2: Yeah. That's my new D and D campaign. Thanks for the idea.
1: Tangential, tangential to
0: that, I think my high note this week is learning is having learned that uh, Michael Cohen, as part of his whatever <laughs> fuckery for the Trump administration, also was just giving like bags full of like unmarked dollar bills to somebody to rig internet polls about how great Trump was. Uh, in the lead up to the 2016 election,
1: oh my god,
0: just a, just an amazing waste of time and money, and also well, he
2: won, didn't he? Okay, so maybe not. All right, <laughs> how can who's to say? Really, if it wasn't rigging, you know the yeah, CNN. this, CNN.com poll with Russian chatbots. This, this
0: promoted tweet on your timeline. Where, you know, like 95% of the people said that, like, Donald Trump is better than, uh, like, an actual pile of shit. Uh, you know, I, no, the, the better part of the whole story, though, is that uh, this this organization that Michael Cohen was paying also created a Michael Cohen fan account on Twitter. <laughs> it was
2: just like, Michael Cohen, you're so hot and beautiful. Money well spent. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I mean, I would do it. If I, I had noticed money. in my sure. personal life, in my in the hipster coffee shop that I went to, there were just tons <laughs> of people were whispering, "Isn't it crazy how hot Michael Cohen is?"
1: <laughs> uh, I I constantly pay people to tell me I'm cool, so I understand his motivation. <laughs> I just, someone's like, uh, someone's like, "Hey, man, you got a cigarette?" I'm like, "Compliment my eyes, please." <laughs> <laughs> Uh,
0: no thanks (laughs) that that next step though is is paying somebody to tell other people that you're cool which uh yeah that's some that's some heathers
2: nonsense (laughs) sorry i'm just the full realization of the heathers (laughs) is just hitting me right now Well,
0: ever since we did those multiple heathers episodes it's all i can think about
2: yeah well and the perfect example too is that trump and uh Pelosi are in like a private jet fight now or whatever. Where oh yeah, Pelosi was yeah, like, you, you you can't do the State of the Union, and he was like, "Well, you can't yeah, go. You don't get to go to private, private plane ride for a F- couple
1: of days or whatever." <laughs> sure, I like that. I'm not, I'm not gonna lie, I like that they're doing that to each other. I, I, I feel for me, I feel like the best possible conclusion is that it's like this turns into War of the Roses, and they both just sort of like fall down a rickety staircase at the end. <laughs>
2: Just the steps of the Capitol. Yeah, they just like
1: they're so busy trying to fuck each other over that they both just like slip on banana peels and solve the problem for us. No,
0: it's totally true though that uh, it's it's kind of pathetic that like any libs are upset about this thing because honestly, Nancy Pelosi doesn't need to be going to wherever the fuck she was going, um, like Italy and. Uh, Uzbekistan. I I don't know where she was going, but she doesn't well, need dude, to be get going ready there. For like, like
2: Nancy Pelosi's live stream of like her boarding like a Frontier Airlines jet to you know Galveston, exactly. And be like, our, look, I did it. I'm a working class hero. Our is currently shut down. Like she
0: probably doesn't need to be traveling around the world to talk to other people about the the values of uh, like American export capitalist democracy.
1: This is going so well. I don't. Yeah, yeah. Like, she's. I'm trying. Like, I'm trying to think of a high note right now.
2: <laughs> oh shit! I forgot. We're, yeah. we're supposed to do that. Are we? Yeah, we've been we've Who been working it on anymore? it.
1: All of my, all of my, all of my high notes are personal. I got a new cat this week.
2: Oh, was it on purpose? Yes. Oh, because I did that a it couple weeks ago, <laughs> but it was not on purpose.
1: It's kind of on purpose. We adopted a cat. Uh. She's real fat, and I like that. That's, like, my favorite type of animal. It's, like, uh, one that's sort of, like, when they try and run, you can hear them because they don't know how to distribute the weight from their big old gut. So, that's mostly... That's, like, my high note is a cat. Uh, everything else is... Uh, pretty much what we've been talking about
2: <laughs> It's, Your it's life a is ve- like a delightful garfield strip you know every day <laughs> it's, it's also a very uh it's a it's a very
0: twittery sort of high note right because any of us who are very online know that everything is awful except for just pictures of other people's pets <laughs>
2: yes <laughs> we did it it's, we found the high note it's small that's cats, it it's everyone. just cats <laughs>
1: Uh, I got to say, then, uh, if if we can do, like, a Twitter response, then my high note is probably the existence of the Bone Bone Bot account, which is just the large cat that goes on walks <laughs> in, like, a turtle shell
2: backpack. Oh, uh, those things are creepy. My brother got one of those, but uh, I don't think they've had the balls to stuff their cat inside of it, because, God, that seems like a nightmare. Lord. Uh,
1: Bone Bone's into it. I can tell you that from the Twitter account, I've seen Bone Bone loves that backpack.
2: Yeah, I'm going to take mine up and just, you know, hit the slopes. Just do do a little snowboarding. <laughs> <laughs> you know, why deprive the cat of the fun? No, put the yeah. cat
0: on the snowboard and just send it down the hill and see what happens.
1: Get a little lock-in boots. Little right, cat-sized yeah. lock-in boots on it. <laughs>
0: I think that's about the highest we're going to get. Uh, thank you, everybody, for <laughs> being with us this week. Thank you, Mac, for joining us. Mac, you're, you're online a lot. You've got a whole uh, podcast collected. Tell us all about it.
1: Uh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a part of a, a Left Coast Media with a, a, my, my good pals, Camino Sauce and Tiberius Gracchus. Uh, both
2: was unlock- that guy's name just communist sauce that's awesome oh, uh, uh, <laughs> communal sauce oh, oh yeah sauce uh,
1: sauce is a
0: true comrade she's amazing
1: yeah uh, uh both of them are, are uh wonderful and insightful people and uh made the terrible mistake of bringing me on their show permanently <laughs> uh so yeah um I'm with them. Uh, we record under the North Bay podcast primarily, which is like Sauce and Tiberius's sort of um, keeping up to date show. It's been a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, I guess you can find me on Twitter at In Car Country if you're into that sort of thing.
0: In in the, in the year sort of thing? We're yeah, maybe
1: we're one hundred percent into your sort of thing. Oh, glad to hear that. I'm 100% into your thing. <laughs> uh, I'm having a, 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 a real blast.
2: Well, thanks for coming on. Yeah,
0: man. We're, we're so glad to have had you. Uh, Brendan, you're our sort of thing.
2: Yeah. Hit me up with your Hunchback Dreamcasting uh, on Twitter <laughs> at Brendan Williams with one, with one L.
0: And you can hit me up uh, with any other things that have to do with Disney... Uh, not hunchback i'm not interested i'm just not into it uh but you, you can hit me up on twitter at matt the great with the w and you can find the show at liquid underscore flannel mac thanks again for coming on oh thank
1: you it's been a pleasure